And that was out of your comfort zone, huh? <laughs> Amen, Michelle. Good job. I got a song for you, too. You might know this one. The raging storms may round us beat, a shelter in the time of storm. We'll never leave our safe retreat, a shelter in the time of storm. Oh, Jesus is the rock in a weary land, a weary land, a weary land. Oh, Jesus is the rock in a weary land, a shelter in the time of storm. Today's sermon, continuing on with our Do It Today series, Storms Today. And it's just ironic that we've had so many storms this week. This is the, the sermon I'd planned on doing for the last few weeks today. And um, it just worked out very convenient that there was even some storms this morning. There's been rain all weekend. We were supposed to play baseball three times last week, and we got rained out. Eventually, eventually, me and Scott will make our coaching debut, and uh, the minor league Cubs will play, eventually. Uh, but not, not this week, uh, because of all the storms, all the rain. What about storms in your life? The fact is, everybody has a storm story, don't they? Everyone's seen something or been in a situation where thunder just really got loud. And if you didn't have one of those before last Wednesday, if you were here, you, you do now. Because right in the middle of our Wednesday prayer, there was a thunder that shook this building. And let me tell you, when you're, when you're in the middle of a prayer and thunder like that happens... It's kind of awesome, I'm not going to lie. And what do we say? We say, we hear you, Lord. Because don't we hear the Lord, and shouldn't we? Every day, with everything, look around you. Look up into the sky. Look, keep going up, like Scott said. Excellent work today. Scott, Tony, good job. Thank you. Those storms, though, they can be scary. Now, I have been very candid, very open with you about some fears that I have in my life. I've told you about how much of a baby I am about crossing a bridge. So now let me tell you something that I'm not afraid of. Storms. They just don't scare me. They don't really bother me. They don't, they don't get me all worried. Uh, I'm one of those guys, and I know there's some others out there. Uh, whenever there's a storm, I like to go sit on the, uh, the porch and watch and, and listen. And if it gets too bad, and you go in. You don't want to be, you know, you be silly. You don't want to put yourself in a, a bad situation where you could get hurt or harmed or soaking wet. Uh, but it just fascinates me because I see so much awesome power of God whenever we see some storms roll through. But you still better respect them. You still better understand that this is more powerful than you. Whenever a storm comes, we are blessed in today's society to have a warning system. We typically know when storms are going to come. Uh, when they canceled the baseball game on Friday that was supposed to take place on Saturday, it's because they knew there was going to be storms all night long. Give people enough time to be prepared. Uh, unless you had the farmer's almanac, like, like Wayne Crow, he's my go-to guy to know how, how long the winter is going to be, how much storm damage is going to because he reads that farmer's almanac, right? What kind of, what, what, what is this now? Blackberry winter. Okay, we were asking that this morning. I told you we'd have to ask Wayne. Now we know. It's the Blackberry winter. Can it please end? <laughs> I, like, I like the 80 degrees better. But we've got a better warning system now than just the Farmer's Almanac, don't we? As good as that is. As good as that is. We've got a better warning system. Um, but that warning system has really changed over the years. Let's look at some of the warning systems that our society has had 
just in the last 100 years or so. It used to be when a storm would come, and some of y'all might remember this, they'd ring that old town bell or that school bell. And you'd hear that bell and you'd think, wait, it's not school time, what's going on? You might have that early warning about a storm that was coming your way. They test our warning system every Friday at noon. We all know that if you live close. And uh, it's a really good thing to have that siren go off. I'm glad they test it because if we need it, man, that's something that could possibly save lives. And as much technology as we have nowadays, that is still a, a go-to source. Now, storm story. I remember this, this siren does kind of scare me a little bit sometimes because I remember back when I lived in Illinois when I was in fourth and fifth grade and there was a tornado that came. And guess what? It landed like a mile outside of town, tore up a barn and a couple houses. It was, it was a little frightening for a kid. Uh, but we had warning. And we got in the basement that day. And we were safe. And even though Dad and myself wanted to go outside and watch, Mom wouldn't let us. She's probably a little smarter than we were. But now you might even say, wait a minute, that's probably the, the late 80s, correct? It is the late 80s if you said that. Uh, didn't you, couldn't you just watch the TV? Yeah, you could always get those emergency alert on your TV. Now, these are good. However, what often happens whenever there's a storm? Power goes out. You don't, oh, the power's out. You don't, might not get that, that message. Um, has anybody here ever lived through a hurricane? I also have lived through a couple hurricanes. Now, they weren't anything huge, but I still remember the damage that that thing did when we lived down in Florida. I mentioned that a few weeks ago when I was just a little boy. Our streets were flooded, and the, that didn't scare me so much. It was that whenever you really looked out and saw the water in the streets and you see these little squiggly things going up, snakes, yeah, that bothered me a little bit more. But even with those early warning systems, nowadays we get the satellite picture. Go back. We get the satellite picture. You kind of know exactly where the rain's at. You know where it's coming from. But if your TV's out and you can't see it, it's not going to help you too much. Things have changed, though. You saw the next picture. A lot of times, if everybody's phone starts buzzing and the weather doesn't look good outside, oh, there's a storm alert. Oh, yeah, I got that, too. Oh, yeah, I got it. We've had that happen right here before. Things have changed for the warning systems for the storms that we experience, the literal storms. But you know one thing that hasn't changed is another early warning system that each and every one of us has access to. That access that we have to the Word of God has grown more and more and more and more. We can easily pull it up on our phones, look it up on the Internet, maybe watch a TV show uh, about Bible. There's Bible, uh, there's Christian channels now, more and more. If you have satellite, you can find them everywhere. The, the Word of God, and nothing beats the old good hard copy, right, that you should all have. And if, like I've said it before, if you don't have a hard copy of the Bible, please see me, because I want to put one in your hand. I want to make sure you have it, just in case the power goes out, so that you have a way to read God's Word. But what does this thing do to us? What does it do for us? It gives us an early warning system. It gives us good news. It tells us that Jesus is alive, and it tells us that He's coming back. I, you could call that a warning if you want. I say more of a, a, a good news, of a heads up of something that's about to happen in our lives. It also is going to tell us about what we need to do in storms, the storms of our lives. And we've talked about those literal storms right now, the tornadoes, the hurricanes, the monsoons, all, all the things that you can think of. Tonight, we're not just talking about the literal storms, we're talking about those figurative storms. The storms of our lives, when things get tough, when, 
when the wind of life is pushing us hard, when those waves are, are, are beating up against our, our shore, when we don't feel comfortable, when we're scared, when bad things happen. What about those storms that we experience today? Let's talk about it. First, before a storm, we know there's always a calm. The calm before the storm, if you will. That's that sense of security that we should probably all have as Christians. But we got to make sure that that security, that blessed assurance, doesn't turn into complacency. Where we just say, yeah, whatever. Or we just say, yeah, we're fine how we are. How we are. Now think about that for a second, folks. This calm before the storm, it could be scary. It could be scarier than a storm. Think about it. You know, the churches that have really, really grown were churches that weren't afraid to change. Now listen, we're not talking about changing the Word of God. We're not talking about changing our worship. We're talking about doing new and different things to reach people. Those are the churches that really, really grew and really, really reached people. And some of you might say, well, some of those churches, they watered down the Word. Yes, they did. And so did some of the churches that didn't grow. But there's also a lot of churches that reach thousands of people who would not compromise in the Word of God. And I promise you, whatever growth we may experience, we also will not compromise on the Word of God. This is what our early warning system is all about. Being prepared. Following the instructions. Not making it about ourselves, but instead making it about serving God and using our talents and being prepared to invest those into our community, into each other, into anything that we can do to serve God, to obey him, and to share his word. Folks, that's an awesome responsibility we have. This calm before the storm, though, it's when you're going forward with that no fear mentality. I'm not afraid of what this storm may be, but we got to be careful with that because we've still, like I said, got to respect it. We can't be naive about the fact that when there's that calm before the storm, you know what that means? There's a storm coming. And folks, in every single one of our lives, there's storms coming. Many of you realize that things will never stay the same in your life. You're going to grow older. That's going to happen. We're going to lose people along the way. That's going to happen. That, that unfortunate part of life. Many of you realize that those storms may be just around the corner. Many of you are experiencing storms right now, are hurting, are going through hard times, are seeking that answer, are searching for a way to stand stronger. We can't be naive that the storm is indeed coming. Matthew in chapter 7, verse 24 and 27. Not 24 through 27. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes down in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against the house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against the house, it will collapse 
with a mighty crash. Now think about that for a second. Look, we don't want to try to name call. We don't, you're not supposed to call people foolish nowadays, are you? But here Jesus says, if you follow his words, you're what? You're wise. If you, follow his command, if you don't follow his commands, you're what? Foolish. Foolish. And we can sit here and think that that's harsh all day. That's truth. That's love. That's the Lord giving warning right there, is it not? So what are we going to do then? As Christians, as followers of Jesus Christ, we're going to build our house on that solid bedrock. We're going to build our house on the foundation of this early warning system. We're going to build our house on the foundation that is Jesus Christ. Because he took our punishment, even though we deserved it. Well, the system of grace is definitely not fair. I'm glad you mentioned that this morning in your meditation, Scott, because we've been talking about that a lot on Wednesday nights. And folks, that's why we need to be here. That's why we need to worship. That's why we need to continue to set our foundation on that word, God. Because it's not fair. It's not fair. Jesus took it all for us. So what are we going to do then? We have got to be prepared. See, that foundation is set for us. But that house, it's not going to build itself. We've got to build it. We've got to be prepared. Speaking of being prepared and just uh, really going back to Scott's meditation again, for any law enforcement officers out, out there uh, today uh, that may be here or maybe listening, I just thought of a really good speed trap. Put a skunk out there and then wait for Parker to drive by. <laughs> He's going to speed up. <laughs> be prepared, though, in your lives. Be prepared. Storms are coming. It would be naive for us to think that everything's always going to be hunky-dory and great. Life's going to be zippity-doo-dah, zippity-ay, no matter what, wouldn't it? But have we ever been naive like that? We get stuck in our moment right now, and we think, this is great. This is how I like it, and this is how it'll always be. No, it's not. You're going to grow. You're going to get older. We're going to lose people. Things are going to change. So we must be prepared to stand firm when those times comes, when those times come, to be selfless when those times come, to be ready to say, what can I do to serve, to obey, and to share the word of God in spite of those times, during those times, before and after those times? Be prepared. Back to the verse that we just read a second ago. I want to note a similarity. There was the wise man. There was a foolish man. The difference? One built his house on the rock. One built his house in the sand. One followed the word of God. One did not. The similarities? Both got hit by the storm. Both got hit by the storm. The main difference? One. One. Stood strong. The other one collapsed. The other one couldn't handle it. Folks, we're not talking about the house. Any builder would know not to do this. We're talking about our lives. And if you don't have solid roots, solid foundation, with roots that are strong, and those storms come, you will collapse. You will fall away. You will blame it on God. You will not know how to deal with these times of storms. You will not know how to weather that storm. But like the song I sang just a minute ago, I got good news for you. We have a shelter. 
in our Lord Jesus Christ. A shelter in that time of storm. I love that old hymn. I love it. And if it would have been in our hymnals, we would have sang it today. It's not. A shelter, though. What better illustration? How are you going to make it through hard times? How are you going to make it through situations? How are you going to make it through life storm? Folks, you build a shelter in Christ Jesus. Amen? And then when that storm comes, you got to be prepared to take cover. Now, I've talked about storms a little bit. Here's uh, something that I remember from my youth as well. You might have seen this at some point. This was actually a version of this hung in my second grade classroom in Los Angeles, California. And just like kids here have to go through tornado drill or fire drill, we did fire drills there too. We there had to go through earthquake drills. So when the bell rang, we knew it would be coming. What are we supposed to do? We're supposed to drop, get underneath our desk, and hold on. Drop, cover, and hold on to that desk. You don't want it to shake off of you. You need to make sure it stays right there on top of you to protect you in case something falls. And then as soon as the earthquake stops, you get outside. Plain and simple. And we went through those a lot in L.A., and you can imagine why. Take cover in that shelter. For uh, 2 Thessalonians, just a couple of verses here from the Scripture. The Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and protect you from evil, from those times of storm. In verse 5, it says, May the Lord lead your hearts into a full understanding and expression of the love that God and the patient endurance that comes from Christ. See, not only do we need to know that we can take refuge in our Lord Jesus Christ, but we've got to have that patient endurance. That storm will end. I promise you right now, if you are going through a storm in your life, it will end. And if you put your trust and faith in Christ Jesus, you're going to be okay. You're going to be all right. You will make it through. I promise you that. But you've got to trust Him first. Now, does that mean that if you're sick, or someone you love is sick, that you're going to be healed? No, that's not what that means. What it means when we have those situations in our lives, it means that even if we are sick, we still put our trust and our hope and our faith in Christ Jesus because, folks, that sickness will be taken away on the other side. That's why we follow Jesus. If there were no afterlife, if there was no promise of a resurrection, if there was no resurrection on that third day, what did it say last week? It's useless. Our faith is useless. But folks, there is that resurrection that Christ experienced for us. We will also experience and live with him eternally. No sickness, no colds, no rainy days, no storms. And that, my friends, is awesome. So what do we do when we're in those times of storm? I think it's really easy. We've got to follow that light. In the book of John Chapter 8, verse 12, it says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Can you just imagine with me being out on the ocean during a storm, and it's at night, and you can't see. And it's a storm, so you can't see the stars to kind of know where you're going, to navigate. Think about this on a life level. We have waves that hit us from every side. But with Christ, we shall not capsize. The wind, it might toss and then turn us. It's kind of like you ever watched a Star Trek. Um, you got to wonder, like, whenever they would hit the ship and everyone would, oh, oh. And sometimes they'd be going opposite ways, right? Because they're just acting. 
Well, that's kind of like us in wind. Sometimes we're tossed and we're thrown about. That's how life sometimes treats us. It's dark. We can't see. And there's no way to navigate. But often the distance you see a light. Folks, that light is Jesus Christ. Often the distance you see it. Now, maybe you're like, I don't see a light. I don't see the end of the storm. It's there. Look harder. Sometimes you might have to change something you're doing in your life. Sometimes you've got to change course. Don't refuse to change course in your life. I promise you, the light is there. This is, you, you recognize this, don't you? The Titanic. Why does the Titanic sit on the bottom of the ocean today? Because the ship refused to change course. Plain and simple. The ship refused. They were on a, a, a beeline in New York City. They wanted to make it there in record time. And they wouldn't change course, despite the warnings of icebergs. Folks, if you don't see Jesus in your life, if you don't see where he is using you, it's time to change course. It's time to repent. It's time to put our trust in him. And when we do that, we will see that that storm will end. And just like there's a calm before the storm, there's also calm after the storm. Post-storm tranquility, if you will. And how can we really talk about storms without talking about this story from the life of Jesus? Mark chapter 4, verse 35. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, Let's cross to the other side of the lake, Sea of Galilee. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up, shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence! Be still! Suddenly the wind stopped, and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, Why are you afraid do you still have no faith folks jesus calms the storm there's no better way to put it than that jesus calms the storm no matter what the storms are in your life jesus calms the storm have faith trust jesus what did he say to the winds and the waves he said silence be still what did he say to his disciples who were panicking? Think about this. The Lord's in the back of the boat. He's chill. He's just taking it easy. He's taking a little rest. He needed it. He'd been healing and preaching for days on end, nonstop. Now he's taking a little rest, and these disciples panic. What are they going to do? There's a storm. Things aren't going the way they were, things are bad. Things are different than how they should be. I don't feel comfortable. And Jesus said, what? Have faith. Have faith. Folks, trust Jesus Christ. And you know what's even a little bit more awesome about this scripture? It's prophecy fulfilled. Psalm 107. Just a few verses from there. Lord, help. They cried in their trouble. And he saved them for, from their distress. He calmed the storm to a whisper. 
and he stilled the waves. What a blessing was that stillness as he brought them safely into harbor. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. Let them exalt him publicly before the congregation and before the leaders of the nation. Lord Jesus, we exalt you and we thank you. Right now, we need to be thinking about this. Because maybe, hopefully, that storm warning hasn't bothered you too much. Because in your life, storms are coming. Maybe we can now think back to a storm that we've experienced. A storm in your life that has... It's easy to forget about those. We want to put them behind us. Don't dwell on it. But didn't Jesus help you through? Wasn't he there for you? Wasn't he a light at the end of that tunnel? But even if that storm is behind you, there was a storm a couple days ago, but I think there's probably a storm for next week too. It's that time of year. And just like in your life, that storm, it may be behind you. There's a storm that'll come. You're going to get older. We're going to lose people. Things will change. But Jesus Christ will remain the same forever. Those storms are coming, folks. And for many, the storms are here right now. So I'm going to ask you, are you ready? Are you ready when that storm comes? You can sit here all day long and say, yes, I am. But you know what? I wouldn't get too complacent with that. The only way that we can be ready is if we continue to grow, if we continue to study, if we continue to get stronger in our faith. And then, maybe then, when that storm comes, we can stand firm on our firm foundation. If you put your trust and your hope and your faith in anything else, you're like that foolish man who is building on the sand. We've got to have that foundation that is Jesus Christ. If we don't, a storm is going to tear you down. If you do, then yes, you can. So I say, do it today. Let's not wait till tomorrow. Let's not wait till next week. Let's start building on that foundation that is our Lord today. Let's be ready. We are so blessed to be able to say, that Jesus is our storm shelter. Would you please pray with, pray with me? Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for giving us the best storm shelter ever. Our Lord, your Son, Jesus. Thank you for taking our punishment. Thank you for giving us a way to plant our feet firmly on the foundation that is Him so that no matter what happens in our lives, no matter what illness or loss or change we may experience, we'll be ready. Lord, we know we're not naive. We know that storms, they come. We know that bad things happen. But Lord, we thank you for giving us a way that we know that we will be able to stand firm. Lord, help us today to build that foundation stronger, to build on that foundation, and to continue to grow. Lord, help us today to think about the things that we need to do to reach people for you. And Lord, we know that starts with us. Lord, we know that we must be prepared to serve, to obey, and to share you and to be selfless along the way. Lord, help us to use our talents, to not hesitate to invest in you. And most importantly today, Lord, we thank you so very much for taking our sin for taking our guilt, for taking our punishment. 
We ask all these things in the most blessed, holy, and awesome name of Jesus Christ. Amen.